Hello and welcome to a Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the consecration to St. Joseph. My name is Father Adam Potter. You're still here. We've just uh, begun week two. This is day eight and we're here. We're still going. Uh, we've dropped the dead weight or so to speak. No, <laughs> hopefully we haven't lost anybody. We're still here. We're still going and um, man, I'm just excited because there's still so much more. Today I'm excited because we talk about St. Joseph and his placement in the realm of the saints. And then also, I can't wait to share with you this description of Joseph's triple crown, these three gems that fit into his crown, for he is of royal descent, royal blood flows through his veins of his dignity, his sanctity, and his power. We're switching today in week two from going and praying the Veni Sancte Spiritus. We're going to be reciting not singing, reciting a hymn to St. Joseph that dates all the way back to the 1700s. So with that, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our hymn to St. Joseph. O Joseph, heavenly hosts, your worthiness proclaim, and Christendom conspires to celebrate your fame. You who in purest bonds were to the virgin bound, how glorious is your name renowned. You, when you did behold your spouse about to bear, were sore oppressed with doubt, were filled with wondering care. At length the angel's word your anxious heart relieved, she by the Spirit had conceived. You, with your newborn Lord, did seek far Egypt's land, as wandering pilgrims you fled o'er the desert sand. That Lord, when lost, by you is in the temple found, while tears are shed and joys abound. Not till death's hour is past to other men obtain the gain of holiness and glorious rest attain. You, like to angels made and life completely blessed, now clasp your God unto your breast. Holy Trinity, your suppliant servant spare. Grant us to rise to heaven for Joseph's sake and prayer, and so our grateful hearts to you shall ever raise, exalting canticles of praise. Amen. And we'll end with our prayer to St. Joseph, patron of chaste souls. St. Joseph, father and guardian of virgins, into whose faithful keeping were entrusted innocence itself, Christ Jesus and Mary, the virgin of virgins, I pray and beseech thee through Jesus and Mary, those pledges so dear to thee, to keep me from all uncleanness, and to grant that my mind may be untainted, my heart pure, and my body chaste, Help me always to serve Jesus and Mary in perfect chastity. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, well, hopefully you know everything's in, in good jest, and um, those who aren't still with us, who are, it's whatever. It's not about anything other than coming to know and love St. Joseph more fully so that we can be brought to greater union with Jesus. Um, today, I wanted to move, I guess, from our, our talk yesterday where we were talking about Holy Mary, pray for us, and we move to this petition, St. Joseph, pray for us. I remember talking to a friend who was, 
he's a Catholic and he was encountering some uh, attacks from some Protestants at work about saints and why you pray to saints. So why do Catholics worship saints? And he was calling me. He's like, Father, what do I say? Why do we do this? Should we not be doing it? And I gave him all of these great responses um, that I gave to all of you yesterday. And boom, one after the next, after the next. And I could just hear his voice. None of them were landing as being relevant to what he needed to hear. And finally, just by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I said, well, you know, it is important that we emphasize that we're not worshiping Mary. We're reverencing her. And he's like, oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's what I couldn't articulate. That's what I couldn't get my mind around. I'm like, oh, right, right. That we would see all of our interactions with the saints, especially Mary, especially Joseph, as not being anything in the realm of worship, but only in, in the realm of reverence, respect, honor. That's due them in the saintly life that they lived and that they lived in the way that they are now desiring to be with us and to uh, walk with us. So I appreciate this. There are actually four different levels, categories of what we would say um, prayer or worship. The first one is latria. It's adoration. And this one belongs to God and God alone. And this is the first commandment that God said, you shall worship the worship me, the one true God and me alone. No other God shall you have before you. So Good. We get into trouble whenever we do this, right? False gods, false idols, different things that we would put above God. I'm glad we don't worship false idols anymore today, right? Sorry, sarcasm, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's everything from sports to media to um, our houses, our cars, our down payment, our education, what degrees we have, all these different things that can get in the way of putting God first. After Latria, the second stage of prayer or um, we would call it prayer is hyperdulia. These are Greek words, sorry, for highest reverence. And so after the worship that's befitting to God alone, we would talk about hyper, which is the highest dulia, which would mean reverence. And that goes to Mary, that she has a special place in being the mother of God, the queen mother, as I described her yesterday. She's in a rank all on her own. All generations will call me blessed, she said, right? Um, signifying her place highest among all of the blessed. And then we have protodulia. We would call this first revered. And it's a special place after Mary left for Joseph. St. Leonard of Port Maurice says this, Rejoice, devout servants of St. Joseph. So that's you and me. For you are close to paradise. The ladder leading up to it has but three rungs. Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Should make our hearts expand with a lot of joy, right? As we come closer to God, it's Joseph and Mary who are the closest and able to bring us even further on this path to holiness and love and devotion to Jesus. Finally, after Latria, Hyperdulia, Protodulia, then we have dulia, which this is reverence, and this is for all of the rest of the saints. Great. The second point, I guess, is considering how do we even begin to put St. Joseph, who only has a couple chapters devoted to him, um, remains obscure, mysterious. How do we find him in this protodulia, this first revered state? 
And I'd like to share with you from my friend, hopefully our friend at this point, St. Peter Julian Amard. He describes this great description of what he calls the triple crown of St. Joseph. Because as Joseph was royal, we can imagine him having a crown, although it was a it was a royalty of simplicity, poverty, hiddenness. But to imagine the three gems of um, dignity, sanctity, and power being these gems in his crown. Here's what he says. I wanted to read them to you, these couple of passages from his great book, Month of St. Joseph. His dignity. Joseph is a man of God, his representative, his ambassador. From the eternal father, he received the commission to guard the adorable son whom he loved as himself with an infinite love and to watch over Mary, the most beloved of all his creatures. He is head of the Holy Family, Father of the Trinity on earth, which resembles so closely the Holy Trinity on high. Joshua commanded the Son, but here is the true Joshua, who guides at will the Creator of the Son. End quote. So we see in there, start, I mean, hopefully as we've been going into this, you're coming to appreciate not just the spirituality of St. Joseph, but we can start to flesh out a theology of St. Joseph. That, what can we say about Joseph with definity, definitiveness? And it has to do with his state, his position that God gave him. That he is given this role of being the representative of the eternal heavenly father to Jesus on earth. And this isn't something that he did to earn or merit, but was given to him. This um, is really incredible, right? And I just think about this great dignity of being the, the father, the representative of our God as something to be received, right? And I think about how often so many of us can seek to find our own worth, our own dignity by what we do. And St. Joseph witnesses in a great way, it wasn't about what he did or accomplished or even failed to do that determined his dignity. It was received from God as being the guardian and father of Jesus, this last line jumped out to me about Joshua commanding the son. And it's, there's this great story. I don't know if you remember it. It goes all the way back to the book of Joshua, chapter 10, verses 12 to 14, where Joshua actually pauses in this great battle over the Amorites. And he says, son, stand still at Gibeon and you moon in the valley of Ajilon. And it says, and the sun stood still and the moon stayed. Incredible, right? Joshua commanding the sun and the moon. Do you know how you pronounce the name Jesus in Aramaic? Yeshua. Yeshua, that Jesus, even his, in his name, is a new Joshua. And so what St. Peter Julian Amard is pointing out is the way that the new Yeshua is not just the one who can command the sun and the moon, but he's actually the one who created them out of nothing and guides them as their creator. And that Joseph has his position over the creator of the sun and the stars, puts his dignity above almost all else, save Mary. The next gem in this crown of St. Joseph is his sanctity. His sanctity does him more honor than his dignity which is incredible because his dignity is already blowing um, everything else out of proportion. For he received the most abundant gifts of infused holiness, 
Some authors maintain that St. Joseph was sanctified from his mother's womb and endowed with all the graces and favors ever granted the other saints. We'll talk about this more later, about different theories about St. Joseph being preserved from all sin. We'll put that aside. But just to say, all these spiritual writers have um, marveled at his sanctity and even conceived that he would be preserved from any stain of original sin. He was just. He was just. This best describes his holiness. He practiced every virtue to a heroic degree. The gospel portrays his charity, his purity, his perfect obedience, his devoted affection for Jesus, his humility, his love for the simple and hidden life. Meditation on the mysteries in which he took part reveal his most sublime sanctity. That expression, he was just, sets the seal upon his perfect holiness. We see that, end quote, okay, so we see with St. Joseph that his sanctity is the cooperation with God in this given dignity and the grace that's bestowed upon him. We can know that God would never call us to something that he doesn't give us the grace needed to be faithful to it. And so with the incredible dignity of the office that was given to Joseph, we can also appreciate the abundant grace that was given to him as well. The last gem. Are you ready? His power. Quote, God bestows upon him a power equal to his dignity as a fitting reward for his sanctity. Jesus and Mary not only bent their wills to Joseph's, for he was the head of the Holy Family, but they lovingly surrendered their hearts to him as well. He had a right over all the riches of his son, and these were the treasures of the divinity He had a right, too, over the goods of his spouse, who was richer by far than all the saints together. In heaven, the sovereign of angels and men still calls St. Joseph Father, while Mary, the queen of heaven and earth, calls him her spouse and honors him as such. End quote. Oh my gosh, I I love that. And my heart is just exploding with such joy in considering these couple of descriptions and capturing even more of the depth of who St. Joseph is, right? What do we see in this power? Power is thrown around a lot today as this word to control and manipulate others, to put them at our every beck and call, whatever we say. However, we view the world that others might conform to us. We see St. Joseph's power as one not of authority in this authoritarian way, ruling over others, but that of service, truly a service to the Son of God and to the Immaculate Conception of Mary. In such a beautiful way was his will given over to God that Jesus, God made man, had the freedom to obey him with perfect conformity to the divine will. Mary, too, her heart given over to the divine will as well, is able to obey Joseph. Why? They wouldn't be able to bend their wills to his if his will wasn't perfectly aligned with the divine will. So we see in this Joseph great power flowing from his dignity and also his sanctity. And it's in this that we get this glimpse into heaven of um, the angels in heaven giving great glory to St. Joseph, who was richer than all the saints together. Because he had in his possession 
divinity itself given to his authority, his control, his guardianship. And it's in that. Wouldn't this be great if we truly understood this? I think this is what Jesus says. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the rest, all the rest of the riches will be given to you. Why? I wonder if he had St. Joseph in mind whenever he said that. Because St. Joseph lived this, seeking first the kingdom of God, that if I have Jesus, I have all the wealth, all of the riches of the world. And it's in this that he is glorified in heaven. Not worship, not worshiped, but revered and honored for his incredible dignity, his sanctity that followed his dignity, only to be surpassed by that power given to him. Great. We're going to end there. And um, there's so much more. Uh, we'll, we'll stop and we'll go into this litany of St. Joseph and just ask, right, that this dignity, this sanctity, and this power might be able to even rule and govern us as we desire to be conformed more and more to the divine will, to the life of grace, and to this union with our loving Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Litany of St. Joseph, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ hear us, Christ graciously hear us. God the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph most just, Pray for us. Joseph most chaste, pray for us. Joseph most prudent, pray for us. Joseph most courageous, pray for us. Joseph most obedient, pray for us. Joseph most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of domestic life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector. You who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. And go in peace. Brothers and sisters, so good to be with you. Grateful this is the start of week two, and uh, we're just getting going. I think we're um, moving from gear one to two at this point, ready to, to take off. If you enjoyed this, I'd invite you to please rate us, like, subscribe, and comment. Those go a long way. would love to hear where you're at, what's going on, if something's been helpful, or if you'd like to hear more of something, please let me know. I'd love to, to hear that feedback from you. If you'd like to support this podcast and the work of Dry Bones Ministries, check out what's going on. Please visit our web, website at drybonespgh.org. Let's keep one another in prayer. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. God bless you, and St. Joseph. Pray for us.